He's out with a driver now. Now, I'm not sure this is right. Although, he's had a four and two threes on this hole. He's going to be at least three shots ahead. Welcome to Bros and Birdies, the golf podcast. It is a new year, 2024, but it's the same brothers talking about golf. We'll be looking ahead at this week's tournament in Hawaii and we'll be discussing what's been going on with the PIF and PGA Tour merger. Has the deadline been extended? We'll find out. We'll be chatting John Rahm, Cam Smith, Patrick Cantlay. So much to do. To do that, we've got to get Big Bro in. So let's get him in. Hello, bro. Welcome. 2024 is here and bros and birdies are back. How you doing? Yes, we are. Another trip around the sun for the two brothers who love their golf. And we're going to bring it this year. A lot more going on. Lots... Lots to get into as we progress through January. Obviously, we are back with professional golf this week in Maui, Kapalua. Tournament of Champions. It's not called that anymore. It's called the Century. Can't be called Tournament of Champions because the last two champions of it are not there because they're on live in John Rahm and Cam Smith. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But we've had Christmas, we've had New Year, lots going on. Um, any golfing presents? Actually, I do want to say thank you to Jürgen from Grip Caddy. Um, he sent us over his Grip Caddy product. Can't wait to get that going and cleaning my grips. And let's hope that gives me a little bit more control for when I beat you at St. Andrews in April. But um, how's your Christmas been? Yeah, it's been really good, bro. Brilliant. Lots of food. Weight put on. Lots of drink. Add the mother down for a week, a week and a half. It's going to nearly be two weeks, but she's loving it. And yeah, it's it's just been a really, really nice time. Family time. Obviously, got to see you and the family as well. Oh, short but sweet. But um, yeah, it's it's been a really good one to be honest with you. No golfing presents though. Yeah, I got um, I got a new pair of golf shoes. Um, which are fantastic. Look amazing. I mean. I will bring the swagger um, to St. Andrews for sure. But I'm going to get the clubs out um, and start getting the clubs out next week. Start getting that practice in and getting ready for St. Andrews. So excited. Um, but Christmas wise. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's it's crazy old time, isn't it? The build up just seems to go on forever and ever. And it's manic. And then it's over in a flash. I mean, New Year's Eve, I don't really get excited for that anymore. I had a I had a pub for years. Um yeah. so New Year's Eve was all about working and now we don't have it. I kind of like just sitting in and chilling. But I was the driver. I went and picked up my boy at like quarter to three in the morning from the city centre. So we didn't have to get a taxi. Yeah, but you know what? It was all right. But I had a bloody good drink yesterday, which I shouldn't have done because I was working a day. So, um, yeah, it's over, right? It's all done and dusted. Everyone's happy. Everyone's got the presents. Money has been spent. Credit card bill being paid at the end of January. But we're here to talk about golf. Let's get into it because a lot has been going on. Um, over the time we've been away, festive period, you know, tournaments. We're going to get into it. So let's start. Where do you want to start to discuss what's been going on? Well, 
given that we've just come out of the festive season with loads of drinking and loads of food, why don't we start with Harold Varner the third, who's just been <laughs> done for what is it? What was it? DUI they call it, don't they? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Driving under the influence, but yeah, um, charged obviously, and he's he's now going to appear in court on the nineteenth of January after being bailed for five hundred dollars. <laughs> It's normally thousands, isn't it, in America? But yeah, anyway, it's um, I find that a really, really interesting story in that, you know, you've got a golfer who's prospering well. He, what was his contract? It was something like 15 million was his contract with Liv, reported. Um, you know, and he's earned a lot of money on his time you know, on the PGA Tour. And, and you just got to wonder what prompts someone to do something like that and take that risk and take that gamble when you've got... Everything going your way. Obviously, we've seen high-profile cases with Tiger Woods in the past, and I'm sure there's been others as well. But I find that um, surprising with with a, a person like Harold, who seems to be a fine, upstanding pillar of society. Don't know what your view is on that. Well, I, he still is. You know, I, I'm sure it's, it's not. He, perhaps he just had a moment of madness, right? Everyone's done it jumped into the car you know when it first story first came out they didn't actually say whether it was alcohol or it might have been medication or whatever it was but then he came out saying it was alcohol and it was quite a lot um but do you know what if anyone if a lot of people have probably at one point driven when they shouldn't have done um i'm not condoning it at all i'm not making it the norm but it's um i'm sure you know, learn from it right just get a, an Uber or, or whatever, get someone else to, to drive. You, you're in a position, you know, high profile, especially with his, um, with his charity work and whatever he's looked up to, up to by a lot of youngsters and you've just got to do the right thing. He's not going to, he's not the first, but first sports person to ever done it. And he won't be the last. You no, mentioned, Tiger, you mentioned yeah. Tiger Woods. I mean, that, that went away pretty quick and that was ridiculously, um, well over what Harold Varner's been up to. You know, Tiger was lucky to survive. From what I gather, um, Varner, no other vehicles were uh, included in what went on. It was just stopped by the police and he got done. So, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was an error of judgment from Harold Varner III, but, you know, it, it is what it is. He hasn't hurt anyone. He's done a wrong thing and he's held his hands up and he'll, he'll, he'll accept whatever's going to come to whoever that's a driving ban license away i'm not sure what happens over there but um yeah hopefully he moves on from this learns from it and um, doesn't do it again i love that saying error of judgment because i tell you what in april you are going to make so many errors of judgment with that club selection when you're standing on those tee boxes i can see it already you, you <laughs> as long as you're not like that caddy. video <laughs> that video on the internet of the guy taking an iron off the first tee that's at the old course. Oh, yeah. And then he absolutely skanks <laughs> it um, right. And, and I, I think, think the wind brought it back as well, didn't it? Oh, it yeah. Was... I, I, I will be pummeling a driver um, down there and it'll go straight as an arrow, probably about two seconds. Into the burn. Uh, no, I, I, unbelievable. Leave me a nice little wedge into the green. I'll just two put that walk off with a par. Thank you very much. And uh, on to the second. But yeah, it's. Yeah, an error of judgment. I won't be making any errors of judgment up at St. Andrews. And we've got a bucket of accommodation yet. So if anyone's listening, then um, give us some tips on social media. Where should we go? Where should we stay? What's good value in April up at the old course? And where should we go? What bars should we go to? Because we will be sinking a few drinks 
and we won't be driving a vehicle. Or do, you, or do you want to put us up? I mean, yeah, if you want to put us up for a couple of days, equally as well, come in with that. I don't mind. Well, whoever does that, make sure you've got a full fridge. And no Buffalo bit... Bills. All right. <laughs> no. Right. Okay. What next? Right. Okay. We are now going to move into probably the hottest topic that's been talked about over the last few days. Pam Smith getting married. Well, yeah. Oh, no, Cam that's Smith. not. The, oh, OK. Well, let's just <laughs> let's, let's briefly talk about that then quickly, since I brought it up. Cam Smith loves his fishing and he's hooked a beauty as he married partner Chanel Naum, an American chiropractor. No problems with his back in Brisbane last weekend. Mullets and tuxedos were the theme. We hope they live happy ever after. Anyway, what are we going to talk about? Excellent. I like that. Live happily ever after, Cam Smith, Mullet Man, Augusta. Oh, thank you very much. Now, what are we going to, we're going to move on to the hottest topic. Yes, the deal deadline has passed. Yes, we do not have a deal, but we do have a lot that is still being talked about. Of course, no, no details in terms of how much of an extension of time are PIF going to have to thrash out this deal with the PGA Tour? But again, Jay uh, Monaghan has sent out his memo to the PGA Tour players. And despite the 6th of June merger announcements, there is nothing still agreed. Now, we do know there's a lot of stuff going on behind the background. And we do expect some kind of deal, even if the strategic sports group and the consortium of billionaires headed by Werner and um, Henry, you know, have, have kind of got their foot in the door and they're on the verge of signing a deal and, you know, multi-billion pounds of pumping in money injection into this new for-profit organisation. But uh, what, what's your view on this, bro? Because I'm getting a little bit tired of it, to be honest with you. I just want the deal done. Well, it's rumoured to be the deadline extended rumoured, only from Telegraph. Nothing's really come out from PGA or PIF, but rumoured to be March, you know, just before the Masters is the next deadline day. But yeah, it's very odds. And it is frustrating. I mean, it's not going to be an issue of having to match the sports group's investments as a minority investor, as PGA Tour have called it, for this new group or whatever it's going to be called. You know, PIF can match whatever. That's not the case. I, I just, I believe it's the only stamp, from what we learned before John Rahm signed and what we'd heard and what have you, it was all about the official world golf rankings. You know, Liv need that sorting and they need it sorting soon for their players. They've guaranteed their players well, ranking points at some point. And I'm sure that's why, you know, Rahm wouldn't have signed if he was, I know he's got lots of major exemptions and what have you, but he will want those points. He said it, you know, and they're also going to be talking about within their own group, how they're going to get those points, whether it's going to 72 holes, whether it's having a cut, already looking at having um, qualifying events and they've had the one as they did um, last year. But look, it's going to happen. It's obviously going to happen. I mean, if it wasn't going to happen, they were nowhere near, which we know is not to be the case, then they wouldn't even be talking about extending the deal. We just would have gone like, we'll have the sports group money. They can come in, bish, bash, bosh. PGA have got a bit of money and everyone's happy. Um, it's it's going to happen. Yazir will not, you know, let it go. He's, he's going to invest whatever it takes to get his foot in the door in world golf. And he, I just think it is a case, like I said, that they're just going to have to guarantee their players get official world golf ranking points. And I think this investment will mean so much for bringing golf together. Um, I'm sure we're going to see 
players playing on the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour circuit from Live, whenever those events um, fit into the schedule. And I'm looking forward to when that day comes. Um, there is, as we know, as a lot of people know, we we hear things, bits and pieces, and we're not just going to make stuff up, right? We we give to you what we've heard and what we can give to you. Basically, we are, you know told not to spread it because it's not confirmed i mean why would we do that so um there are things coming out that we're hearing and it's it's just a case of waiting for them i mean it's gonna come and it's no, just it, you're absolutely right what's interesting bro is that the there was a particular line in the memo and talked about you know these partnerships will allow us to unify innovate and invest in the game for the benefit of players, fans and sponsors, you know, and that's ultimately the goal. That's where they need to get to. I, I think we're really talking about kind of legal crossing T's, dotting I's at this point in time. And yes, you know, OK, if they're going to extend it to March just before the Masters and big announcement, of course, you, you never want to take it away from the Masters. The, the Masters is massive in its own right, obviously. But I found that that particular sentence very, very interesting because that is... That is Jay not taking that hard line that he took pre-merger announcement back in June and a very much softened approach. And it's almost like he's been smacked in line and, and he's being told what to say um, for sure. So, yeah, we all want to get this done. We want it all to settle down. We want professional golf to move forward in a coherent um, way, for sure. But so, I mean, yeah. it, it's not surprising, though. It's, if you look at the PGA Tour being a non-for-profit organisation, and now that have, that's, that's all changing. So the dynamics of this business agreement must be completely mind-blowing for those that really don't understand business, mm. you know, especially in the, in the sports industry. You think they're bringing in all this money from different entities and having to please a lot of people. And it's just, it's a jigsaw, right? And there are so many places out of this jigsaw and exactly like Liv is at the moment. I mean, Liv is quite frustrating at the moment, bearing in mind that it's 30 days away from Mayakoba-ish, give or take a few days. I can't remember what day it is. I mean, I listened to someone on TV the other day. And <laughs> there was a comedian and someone said, oh, do you know, it's weird at Christmas. No, everyone loses track of time. Do you know what day it is? And he says, I think it's the 38th of December. I'm not really <laughs> sure. But that's what it feels like, right? So it's about 30 days till Mayakoba. And we, we haven't got a clue. We don't know what John Rahm's new team name is and who even is with John Rahm and his team. There are other teams that still need players filling those spots. We don't know where the qualifiers have gone. Or, or we know where Ogletree's gone, but we don't know where the other guys are fitting in to live and the teams, how many teams there are going to be. It really is quite strange for it to be have so much, so many balls in the air juggling everything when it's only 30 days to the, the start of the season. No, it's exactly. Just odd. Greg, Greg Norman's very bullish. You know, he, he's come out with a post recently, hasn't he, about, you know, saying, you know, what, what Liv has done, what they've achieved, the players on Liv, what they've achieved. You know, we'll talk about that in a little minute when we get on to very quick DP World Tour chat. But, yeah, I, I do find it an interesting time. And, and I, I'm hopeful that over the next couple of months, it should all settle down. We, we all want to see that. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it, that it's the deadline new date is like sort of end of March, allegedly. Um, and Yazia has asked for a membership to Augusta National and it's just before Augusta. So it's, it's it just 
it, it's great. It's a it, there's a there's a plot there, and it's sticking in. Will there be a few plot twists along the way? More players coming. There have to be more players to make up these teams. So yeah, very interesting. Watch this space. Um, we'll see what happens before the Masters. No, absolutely. Well, let's it, it's live but not live. But let's move on to the next talking point, which is Patrick Cantlay. So Patrick Cantlay has come out having, you know, the world knows that there was some kind of conversation in 2023 around potential offer to go and join Liv. And he has categorically come out now and said, I am not joining Liv. Well, how many other golfers have said that over the last 18 months? It remains to be seen whether Patrick Cantlay will ever make that move. But he's standing firm right now and he seems like he's a PGA Tour man through and through. I don't know if you've seen, you know, what what he said in dispatches, but it, I find it interesting going into the first season, you know, the the first event of the new season at Kapalua, and you know, Cantlay feels like he needs to come out and make that statement. That could be something else, I think. Yeah, well, he's, you know, he's he's part of that players' committee now, isn't he? You know, pretty much, I think it's Patrick Cantlay being on there, which drove um, Rory McIlroy away. Um, Probably the only thing that Cantlay's done of any use so far. Um, but and obviously Spieth came out and said, I oh, know Cantlay's not driving this, but he very much does seem to be in the thick of it. So yeah, Cantlay's he's put his hat into the arena, excuse the pun, and he's he's gone, Do you know what? I am PGA tour. And he's also come out and said, you know, there are certain his 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 language was interesting because he turned around and said in an interview that certain type of player goes to live now what he means by that i really don't know um i mean it's just odd it's it's an odd rhetoric to have look he, he had two offers apparently there are rumors that he went to them and approached them and he didn't get his price anyway i don't know what's happening but patrick cantley is not going to live it seems for now but this whole hat thing it's always about the hat with Patrick Cantley you know is his cap um he's got a new sponsor isn't he or features cap will feature a new logo for first responders children's foundation which you know links to uh, 9-11 families and what have you so it does seem that he's he's really put his um foundations down there to stick with the PGA Tour and um, and show support for junior golf and, like I said, these first responders. So we'll see what happens um, with Patrick Cantley, and I'm sure he's in the thick of it with Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth and Charlie Hoffman and whoever else is on that committee, and they'll get it all sorted. No, exactly. I mean, it's interesting you talk about the hat and you know a sponsor. You know, we, we've had another couple of players. Um, Xander Schofley has now left Adidas and, you know, he's got a new apparel sponsor, Jason Day, equally. You know, he's left Nike and he's got a new, I, I saw a picture of him earlier today and I thought, Christ, he looks like a 55-year-old granddad dressed in some of that stuff. I don't know what that looks like, but yeah, that it seems like, you know, some of these high-profile players are now using this period of time to break away from long-standing sponsors and strike up new deals and I don't know if that's part of how everything is going to move forwards. Um, and also, you know, the, the whole theme of sponsorship deals with world professional golf. But yeah, so that, that's where we are with uh, with sponsorship deals and apparel, etc. So is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that's happened in the off-season? No, not really. Uh, I mean, it's been pretty quiet. So you had a, a terrible 
full series of events on the PGA um, tour. Um, I didn't enjoy them whatsoever. I'm not really sure I'm going to enjoy this week's tournament neither because it's a birdie fest of anything from 25 under to 35 under. Um, I'm really looking forward to next week um, in Dubai on DP World Tour. Looks like a good field for that. But no, in the off season, nothing really. I'm just just keep on waiting for news. I keep on refreshing refreshing the computer, well, waiting for some news some to come news. up. I'll Go on, give then. you some news. Right, it's absolutely not related to professional golf, but it is a golf story. Well, I went and saw the doctor today, and now I'm going to have a consultation to try and get this knee sorted. I've got a matter of weeks to get this done. But I have literally been in pain for the last month and I need to get this knee sorted. Otherwise, there's no chance of playing you up at St. Andrews. So that is breaking news story. It happened today. Phoned up, got me appointment, seeing the consultant on Friday. How quick is that? No, it is quick. Well, you know, you're going private, aren't you? If you rely on the NHS, although I did have my knee operation on the NHS and I must say they were very, very good and it all went well. And my knee is absolutely perfect and ready to swing. No, exactly, but this is time of the essence this bro which is why i've got to go this route is you know i, I can't let this opportunity to give you an absolute walloping up at the old course so yeah knee's got to be sorted anyway let's move away from my knee and let's Please. just go back to the dp world tour so we had the opening swing of the dp world tour which concluded with the mauritius open and at the end of that swing we see min Wu lee at the top of the tree having only played two events, which is quite astounding, really. And he was 20 points clear of second place, Rikuya Hoshino of Japan. So we are now, obviously, no events on the DP World Tour this week. Next week, it restarts again with an 11-event swing for the International Series. So it's um, I say eight, eight events, not 11, sorry. So anyway, yeah, we've got three events in the UAE. We've got one in Bahrain, one in Qatar, one in Kenya, and two back in South Africa, where we've seen a load of events played recently. And that leads me to the next point is I go back to what Greg Norman said um, about a week ago. And, you know, we had in that opening swing on the DP World Tour, five of the six events were won by live golfers. And I just find that a real, you know, that that's an amazing story, given everything that's going on with live, obviously. And, you know, they these guys can't be part of the the Rolex series rankings and stuff because, you know, that they're with Liv, but they take five of the six events. Just shows you that these guys are still capable of playing top quality golf and Liv is not exhibition golf by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Burmy picked up two events, Oosthausen picked up two events and Neiman picked up one in Australia. So, yeah, can't wait for the DP World Tour to come back really and see some of these good young and up-and-coming golfers on this international swing series of events. So that's where we were with the DP World Tour. Are you, are you excited about getting back to the DP World Tour, bro? I am, like I just said. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week, the Dubai Invitational um, at Dubai Creek Resort. It's it's going to be a nice... There's, there are a few nice names looking like they're heading over from the PGA Tour as well to play on that. So we'll see what the field's going to be. And obviously the week after that, there's a lot of money on offer in the Hero Dubai Desert Classic at Emirates Golf Course in Dubai. Price fund of $9 million up for grabs there. We'll get a good old field for that, I am sure. But yeah, the, the swing before 
the break, the opening swing with all those winners from live. I mean, if anyone did think that these guys couldn't play because they went to another tour, I mean, you're living on a different planet for God's sake. You just need to take off your PGA tour tinted glasses and go, it's golf, right? At the end of the day, these guys are great golfers. Louis Ustay is an unbelievable, you know, major winner, right? And he goes to Alfred Dunhill Championship at Lebber Creek, of course, which I love, one of my favourite tournaments to watch on the telly, and then backs it up the week later on a course that he co-designed. And we know what Burmy can do. We've seen it on the DP World Tour. Um, and Wacky Newman, I mean, before he left for Liv, he was the new up-and-coming great thing on the PGA Tour. But then all of a sudden, because he's, he's gone to a different tour, he, he can't play golf. And it's just, it's ludicrous. It's just ignorance. And it just, it's just the rhetoric that you hear. And we're not live fanatics. We just like golf in all shapes or form. I get called being a live fanatic on a daily basis on social media or on X. But it is what it is. You know what I mean? Just because I can understand that it's golf. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's G4D, LPGA, LET. DP World Tour, PGA, Live, Challenge Tour, Corn Ferry, whatever. Um, the Indian Love the circuit. Way you rattle that off. Love that. Oh, Go well, on. you know, it, it is, but it's that's what I mean. We it, it doesn't matter where it is. It could be all it could be in Mon- outer Mongolia. They're still playing the game of golf, and that's the game, the sport that we love. So yeah, yeah I'm exactly. looking forward to the international swing, bro. It is um it's gonna be cracking. Just great to get the DP World Tour back on my screen. Well, it couldn't have been any better for the, for Live Golf anyway as a setup, you know, with with those players taking it. So hats off to them. Let's move over to our final section of this week's podcast, and that is the Century. Well, you mentioned earlier on, bro, why the Tournament of Champions has been taken out of the name of this tournament, and that's because the criteria has changed. It is a 59-player field comprising of all the 2023 PGA Tour winners, plus now the top 50 finishers in the FedEx Cup. So that's why the Tournament of Champions has been taken out, and it is, as you say, the century. But do you know what? I do like that. I've loved Kapalua for, for years, and, you know, obviously, typically, yes, it's been prior year winners and you know the cream battling it out but i'm really interested this year to see some of you know these some of the players that are going to be playing it in competition first time round you know debutants and stuff we could see a surprise this week don't you think i do yeah i really do um, feel that i know it's a bigger field than previous um editions of this yeah. tournament but yeah, there is. There are some golfers you'll see in my picks who finished last season on a high. And it, for for me, this is yeah, Kapalu. You're right. It's a it's a it's a fine golf course. It's a it's a nice setting, you know, on the islands of Hawaii. This one's on Maui, and you think, okay, the course is really wide, fairway wise, really wide. I mean. They're going to have a bit of rain on one of the on one of the days, and it's going to soften up. And it's a very gettable golf course, right? So, stat-wise, where where are you looking for your stats for this tournament when coming with your picks? And we uh, can we actually just before we get into all that, bro? Um, can you just tell the listeners about what we're going to be doing this year, picks-wise? Absolutely, we'll do. Yeah, well, you know, you and I sat down with some mulled wine, some mince pies, some leftover cold turkey sandwiches well we didn't really but you know in my mind we did and we sat down and we worked through our system this year in terms of how we're going to come up with our picks and we have 
refined. You know, we've had this is now our third full season where we will go into doing uh, our picks each week, and you know, we've had some really really good returns. We finished off. 2023 in an absolutely strong position with winner after winner after winner every single week i think for about 11 weeks which is is pretty good and we're now going to turn this into some kind of money making scheme and we've come up with a point scoring system so it's almost like a a ranking system for our picks so it's a five star system and we will make an allowance of so many points for each tournament for us both each week and we will mold those points into the five star scoring system and it goes without saying the five star pick will will be the nap okay so five star nap and the one star obviously typically is generally going to go to those outsiders and we'll be looking to spread our points allocations across those stars so that's really what we're doing this this year into 2024 and seeing if we can turn in some really strong profits and make a lot of money, for not just for us, but also for our listeners. Yes, for you listeners, we want to make the money. And we're also not, not pushed into it this way, but we've had a few guys on X that have been saying, oh, well, you know, good on the winners and, and all that, but, you know, you're not really, you're not showing a profit and loss sheet. You know, we don't know what units you're putting on these golfers. And I, I say to them, like we do our research and I do, we both do a lot of research for these picks. And obviously what we give you on the podcast is a layman's term, shortened version of it all. And um, otherwise we'd bore you to tears. But you know, these guys out there that are charging a lot of money for, for picks and what have in profit and loss sheet all looks good and what have you. But I mean, we just enjoy doing what we're doing. So we are changing it now to show you a little bit more about our picks and the units and the weighting and how we feel about these picks. But, you know, it, it is, we enjoy doing them and we've had a lot of success, you know, Camillo Viegas, um, hundred to one, not that long ago. I hope you were all on that, but yeah, get involved. I mean, we'll put them on social media as well. Um, going forward and the units staking and, We'll see where see where we go with this, and um, if people like our picks and are making a bit of money on it, then happy days, all the merrier. No, absolutely, and I go back to answer your question earlier on. You know, in terms of stat angles, and and this is the one of the things that we have looked at since we've started out doing this podcast. Is you know each week is it is looking at the weather conditions, looking at those horses for courses, golfers for courses, if you want to call it that. You know, form. And, and really looking a little bit deeper, yes, using other models like data golf and stuff to make an informed pick, but ultimately coming up with our picks. So this week for me, bro, it is about, you know, we are seeing a different tournament this year, obviously with those additional players that are not champions. They're going to come in because they finished top 50. And it's, it's a bit of guesswork as far as those go. But you will see a lot of those players will have played the Sony also in Hawaii, and I know it's a totally different course, but you're going to get similar weather conditions. You know, this part of the world can be susceptible to very much changing wind positions, you know, directional um, strength, etc. And this week, I don't think we've got a lot of variation. There is going to be, I think Sunday is going to be the best day from a weather point of view where the wind isn't going to be so strong, but it is going to change direction from the first three days 
where the first three days might have a little bit of rain mixed in in the afternoon. So th those factors you've got to look at, as I say, you know, you're definitely going to look at those players that have got really, really strong course form. And I think that will be reflected in our five star pick for sure. But there's some of the things that I'm looking for. But just before we get into the picks, if you look at the course itself, the plantation course, this is the 26th consecutive year that this tournament has been held at Kapalua. And it's a par 73, and it's just a shade under 7,600 yards long. So again, look at course form for sure, but certainly look at you know those players that are really good at playing in variable wind conditions. And I think you'll, you know, together with what we give you, you could find a few, a few good returns out there for sure. So anyway, with that said. We're going to save our five-star pick right to the end, and we're going to go bottom up. So, bro, what's your first pick? And out of the five stars, what have you given it? Okay, um, just quickly go back on, like, stat-wise. I'm focusing on, out of everything that I've been looking at, I am going to focus on 150 to 175-yard approaches um, and past putting performances here at Kapalua. Now, on the Data Golf website, the on the regular courses used in tournament golf, plantation course lies third in most greens in regulation percentages. So, um, yeah, it's quite easy to find those greens here. Um, it's about the putting and how close you can get it and give yourself plenty of options. The driving, you don't really have to find the fairways here. I mean, you're driving poorly if you're missing them a lot because they are quite wide, wider than the average regulation um, golf course used on the schedule. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But 150 to 175 yard approaches is why you'll see some of the names on my tipping list. Right. So what am I going for? My one star. Yes. Okay, my one-star pick is the real JT. JT Poston, the postman. Will he deliver? 80 to 1 he is. And he's another. He's one that fits the yardage stat. And he had a fantastic season last year, finishing it well and being ultra-competitive in some strong fields. Now, it's his price that has drawn me in, considering this limited field no-cut event. It's 80 to 1 for JT Poston. And I'll be having one unit each way. That's five places, a quarter of the odds with bet three, six, five. He's my one star pick. OK, brilliant. Right. I'm going to go with my one star pick this week. And it's a player who I think can really go low when he's on song. He had, you know, his breakthrough win last year. First time winner on the PGA Tour. Uh, never played Kapalua before. But my one star pick is Kurt Kitayama this year and i can get 125 to 1 full market or i can consider playing him without scotty scheffler and hovland take some of the big boys out and get 90 to 1 on him so i'm going to make a late decision as to whether that's a without or a full play but he is my one star pick this week kurt kitiyama uh, kitiyama okay fair enough now because i've only got three main picks and then there's a another pick which is in a different market so I'm going to go for three stars for my next pick. My next pick is Ryder Cupman, Sepp Stracker, the Austrian. Took a few rounds to get going here last year, but finished really strong over the weekend. He gives it a good nudge, as we know, and he fits in really well, really high up on the stats for 150 to 175 yard approaches. 
45 to 1 for the Austrian is a decent offering. And he will be put up at two and a half units each way, 45 to 1. He's my three-star pick. Excellent. Right. I've got five plays this week, so I'm going to give you my two-star pick. And that is Chris Kirk. He's certainly had good finishes in Hawaii at the Sony, for sure. And I talked a little bit earlier on about being able to play Hawaiian winds and Hawaiian golf courses. So Chris Kirk fits a little bit of that model for me. And he's 125 to 1, like Kirk Kitayama. And he's also 90 to 1 in the without market, without Scheffler and Hovland, as I was talking about. So Chris Kirk is my two-star pick this week. Okay. Um, Right. Let's go for my four-star pick is Xander Schofel. Now, we know he likes these greens in this tournament as he's won here, right? He had to pull out last year after the first round, but expect him to be focused this season, bro. New apparel sponsor, as we talked about, and he's ready to get back to the Xander we know. He fits in with all my research, and he's 16-1. to He's my four-star pick, and it'll be two and a half points units, sorry, each way, Xander, a 16 to 1. Oh, that's pretty low for a four-star pick, isn't it? But yeah, I like Xander and he may well come back to feature in my picks a little bit later on. But my three-star pick this week is a young golfer that I think can really go on and have a big year. Again, was a first-time winner last year. I think he was he won the pairs and he also had a singles win. But Sahith Thigala, I think, is is a young golfer going places and he's 66 to 1 in the outright, or he's 50 to 1 without those two big players. And he is my three star pick this week. Nice. Well, why didn't you give us your four star before yeah, we get to okay. a five star? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go for an Englishman in this field this week. My four star pick, he was tied seventh last year. And, and I just, again, I think, you know, obviously, you know, he's had a taste of major success. I think last year, you know, generally across the, the whole spectrum, you could probably say maybe it's an underachieving year. But I think Matt Fitzpatrick, he's going to be buoyed by the fact that his brother is absolutely steaming and he's, you know, he's rising up the world rankings. But Matt Fitzpatrick this week, I think, could have a good week. He's 28 to 1 outright, or he's 18 to 1 without the big boys. And he's my four star pick. But before we get to my five star, why don't you give us your five-star little bro pick? <laughs> My five-star pick is a different market. I'm going for the top Asian market here. Um, this is not where you can get all your spices and, and peppers and stuff like that. It's the top Asian market on Bet365. Now, Sun Jaim is my choice. A three-to-one with Bet365. He's five stars. He's eight units I'm going for on this play. And the reason why I've done that, and he could have easily been a pick in the outright market because I do quite fancy Sanjay's chances this week. But I think three to one, when you look at the fact that I think he's only got to beat really realistically Tom Kim. And I'm not really sure if Tom Kim is in the greatest form. It's really hard to judge with this first tournament coming in. Where's your head at? But we do know that Sun Jaim finished the season so, so strongly. I mean, he did have a strong start to the season last year. We saw some great tournaments like the Zurich Classic was one, the Wells Fargo was another, the Players' Championship, where he finished in the top 10. He then went and won the Wuri Financial Group Championship over in Korea. 
And then he sort of went away a little bit and he sort of missed a few cuts and he wasn't playing well. But then he really came back into a bit of form with the Wyndham, the FedEx, the BMW Tour Championship, finished second in the Genesis over in Korea as well. I just think he'll he likes this place. He'll play rail round here and he's only got to beat Tom Kim to get that three to one winning price for you. So he's my five star pick. Sunjay Im, top Asian, three to one. Well, I'm not sure he's just got to beat Tom Kim. I think Matsuyama's in the field as well, isn't he? And I think, you know, obviously with what's gone on in Japan over the last couple of days, you know, he's he's obviously going to be fighting a little bit hard. He's probably going to be emotional and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it's a tough market to play, but I'm with you on his chances. I think I looked at Sung Jae and he was on my shortlist, but I actually did dump him out of my pick. So, interesting to see you playing that top Asian market for sure. And that's your five-star pick. Okay, right. Well, we will end this week's podcast with my five-star pick. Let's have guy, it. It's a guy you mentioned a little bit earlier on. And I just think Xander Chauflay is made for this course. His record here is, is absolutely impeccable. You know, he won in the 18-19 season. He was tied second the, the season later and the season after that tied fifth. And, Let's not forget, he's not going to worry about John Rahm this year. He's not going to worry about Justin Thomas, you know, a, you know, good friend of his in the past and stuff, and two good players that have had success here at Kapalua. So I think, yes, there's obviously Scotty Scheffler, there's Hovland, Hovland playing top golf at the moment. Um, well, I don't know, he might be playing top golf, but, you know, practising, getting a little bit of swings in there. But anyway, listen, I think he's made for this course. And for me, Sander Chauflay with that record... And I know he's 16 to 1 in the outright market, or you can get 12 to 1 without Scheffler and Hovland. But he is my five star pick this week. And I think he gets us both off to a win in well, Kapalua. What a great start that would be, eh? I, I, I do like his chances. I mean, we've both gone for him. I mean, we do our research, we've come up with different angles. Yeah, you know, last season, he had a good season last, last, last year. I mean, top 10 in the Masters. Second in the Wells Fargo, second in the Tour Championship. You know, a lot of form there. He started off well, finished well. That's enough for me. Xander Schofield, I like it. Absolutely. Right. Well, that's week one, 2024. Yes, done. Right. Next week, we will have two tournaments to look at. We'll be staying in Hawaii for the Sony on the PGA Tour. And on a DP World Tour, like we mentioned earlier, we get back into full swing. It's the international swing start for the Dubai Invitational Dubai Creek Resort in Dubai. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Two tournaments to have a look at. And maybe we might have a little bit more news to bring you regarding the coming together of world golf. But plenty to come with bros and birdies this season. We've got guests lined up. We've got plans we're going to go places and we hope you enjoy going to those places with us. Join the journey, bros and birdies. From me, it's goodbye. And from me, it's goodbye too. Have a great week. Now, this, this really is beyond a joke now. He's, he's, he's gone gaga because this is, uh, this is quite, I've never seen anything like it before and to attempt to hit the ball out of there is pure madness. <laughs>